You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue View's post-game reaction show on Big Blue View's YouTube channel and also their audio lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Fum, here to talk about the Giants' victory over the Philadelphia Eagles, 13-7, a game that was uh, very seesaw-ish, but it felt like the Giants had some really strong control throughout the majority of it. And one of the things that was just really strange to me, Chris, um, seeing this, big props to the defense. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But what was really odd, and I think what kept the Eagles out of it, was their odd offensive approach to just throw the ball in very strange situations despite moving the ball very effectively on the ground. Yeah, we, we were talking about this throughout the game. At one point, the Eagles had about twice as many pass attempts as they had rushing attempts. And yeah, it goes against their strengths. Yeah, you know, Jalen Hurts is obviously not a throwing quarterback. Uh, you know, he he's better than Sam Darnold, but pretty much only because of his ability as a runner and the way his ability to carry the ball affects the defense and opens up the rest of the offense. I could not figure out what the Eagles were doing, why they obviously game-planned to throw the ball as often as they did because they came out throwing and th they have approximately one wide receiver. Yeah. Jalen Rieger saw quite a few targets, but he's not particularly good. Uh, Ward let a touchdown go right through his hands. Uh, Watkins, you know, he, he's nothing special. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you know, Jalen hurts is just not, a particularly gifted passer. Yeah, he has a lot of eye discipline problems. His accuracy is, well, we'll just say not there. <laughs> but as for all of that, the Eagles were getting to a, a great production on the ground. It, the Giants really couldn't slow down their running game. And for some reason, they still insisted on passing it. You know, Hertz had those three interceptions. I really kind of only count the first one and the third one. Mm -hmm. The the final one was it cost them three points, which would have been big at the end of the game, but there were bigger moments. Uh, most notably, the touchdown from Boston Scott that got wiped out by a holding penalty, the touchdown from Greg Ward that got that just slipped right through his fingers. Mm -hmm. uh, there were bigger moments in the game. That second interception, it ultimately hurt the Eagles. But or help the Giants, but not as much as other plays. But then that Boston Scott fumble that I that I think really changed the game and might have won the game for the Giants. Yeah, the the one thing though I just I I, I want to definitely reiterate on here is that the you know that offensive play calling approach 
by the Eagles really put them in a, a difficult spot because like they, they were running the ball really, really well. And as you talked about, it doesn't really make sense to come into this game. And we even talked about it leading into it that, you know, they, they had an advantage going up against the Giants team that they could probably run the ball very well against. But for whatever reason, they came out throwing more than they needed to. I don't even know if Hertz ended up going over 100 yards passing because I know he had 73 yards for a huge chunk of the game. But there were a couple of those instances where it was like third and fourth down. They kept throwing the ball and it was not going to work for them because they played right into what is ultimately the strength for this um, this Giants defense is allowing a young quarterback to get confused with the coverages and either hold the ball too long and get hit or to throw the ball away. And that's what we saw here. And and that was, I think, a really effective um, play calling day by Patrick Graham. But it also helps that that Sirianni and the offense literally played right into it. Yeah, it, even basically throwing away two and a half quarters worth of offensive football, the Eagles still managed to rack up 208 yards on the ground. They were averaging 6.3 yards per carry. At no point in the game did it make sense for them to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, the the drive where Boston Scott wound up, or sorry, the drive before Boston Scott wound up fumbling, I believe it was that one. Or no, sorry. It was the Eagles' first drive of the second half. They were yes. running the ball very well, you know, getting chunks of yardage, and then all of a sudden, for no reason, they just went and threw and basically could not pick up a first down. They had the chance to drive down and score a touchdown, or at the very least, kick a field goal to tie the game up right there. And put pressure on the Giants offense, which the Giants offense didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. We're going to get into Freddie Kitchens in a little mm -hmm. bit here, but really the Eagles play calling. Yeah, this, yeah, I, I made note of this throughout the game. This, this game really shaped up a lot like the Panthers and Saints games where for some reason, and I, I could not tell you why I, it doesn't seem to be anything the Giants were doing defensively. But just inexplicably, maybe it was just arrogance uh, or cockiness on the opponent's side, but they just went against their strengths and honestly played into the Giants' strengths you know, against the Panthers. For some reason, they kept putting the ball in Sam Darnold's hands when you know, you've got Sam Darnold as your cornerback. Uh, the Saints game, for some reason, they kept putting the ball in Taysom Hill's hands. And in this game, for some reason, they kept putting the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands and telling him to throw as opposed to <laughs> run. And I, the Giants' defense played great when they needed to. They capitalized when the Eagles gave them opportunities. But I don't know why the Eagles gave them opportunities. Those were just unforced errors on their part. Yeah, and, and separate from that ineptitude, we, we do have to obviously give this defense a pat on the back because that they won the football game again, like in the other victories for the Giants, they won off of the performances of the Giants defense. So credit is due here for that performance from the secondary. The defensive line played gr pretty good. They obviously did not have a great day against the run by the based on the amount of yards that they, they let up, but they made plays in situations where they needed to to keep the Giants offense alive. And they did exactly that with those interceptions.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it, this this was a game where the defense won, which is what the Giants have been living off of. You know, in really each of their wins, it's been because the opposing team has let the Giants hang around. They have made ton made unforced errors, stupid penalties to hurt themselves, like uh, Nate Herbig. Not, wiping that touchdown off the board. Uh, the offensive pass, or sorry, defensive pass interference to give the Giants life right there at the goal line that led to the only touch, or led to the Giants touchdown, which, okay, Merrick, w- welcome to the NFL right there. And then just the Giants capitalizing when the opposing quarterback makes mistakes. And it, it really did this, feels like a, a game where you're just wondering how the Giants managed to win. And th- it really was because of the defense. The offense was just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the the offense, um, I, I would like to get some takeaways about Freddie Kitchens and his performance as the, as the offensive coordinator. And I think the one thing that, that sticks out in my mind is it obviously wasn't better because they only scored 13 points. But there were differences in the play calling that actually made me feel like, okay, this isn't just going to be a three and out. Like there were a number of drives where I actually felt that they had the opportunity to extend it and and keep things rolling. They ran the ball well, better than they usually do. Not well is probably a bit generous. (laughs) Um, I felt that the red zone play calling was, was much better. That pass that they threw to Merrick was something that we haven't seen before. And there's a reason why it worked is that it, it was a bit unique. It was... Uh, it was tricky because it made it seem like he was coming up to block and then he pivoted and, and caught a, uh, a touchdown there. So um, I, I'm, I can't say Freddie Kitchens completely outdid what Jason Garrett has done, but I would at least say that Kitchens produced positive results. And if he can maybe string together um, improvement over the, the coming weeks of the season until the end of the season where they they go from 13 to maybe like 20 points and then 27 points and just start getting more and more offensive output, uh, I would argue that Kitchens could put himself in a, in a position to be considered for that offensive coordinator role. It's obviously a long way to go from there, but I, I at the, the, the base point that I get away from Kitchens is that he, he at least made me feel a little bit better about the play calling and the decision-making than what we got from Garrett. Yeah, I'll say... I. I like the play design better than what we saw from Garrett. I like the fact that, yeah, even though the, uh, I'm sure pro pro football focus will love the play of the giants offensive line. Uh, They only gave up four quarterback hits and no sacks. I personally thought that they were getting pushed around a lot. Uh, The pocket was collapsing quite a bit and it was coming up the middle and from the edges. But yeah, even despite that, I liked that 
the passing game looked further downfield. Uh, they actually averaged over, over four air yards per completion. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, actually, per intended, I believe the completion was five air yards, something like that. But anyway, you know, they had over 200 yards passing for the first time in half of forever. Uh and I really like the play design, not just to push the ball a bit further down the field, but also to create some separation, to create easier passes for Daniel Jones. Uh, there was one pretty big play where th- he used Evan Ingram, not even as a blocker downfield, but just as an obstacle. It wasn't even quite enough to get flagged as a pick play or a rub route, but Ingram's presence forced a defender to have to run way around him, which gave Daniel Jones the window to fit the ball in and pick up a first down. Yeah, It's little things like that, that the offense was missing previously. And again, this, these are things I'm not sure why we didn't see them because they were obviously in the playbook. You know, the giants aren't drawing up all new plays and then installing them in two practices. That's just not a thing that happens. They were there. They just aren't, get, weren't getting called. And I think that is really the biggest indictment of Garrett. Now, that being said, the offense was not the reason why the Giants won this game. Uh, One thing I noticed was the Giants were in way, way too many third and long situations. They converted a couple of them, but when you are living in third and seven, third and nine, third and 11 situations, you know, especially if you run the ball for no gain or one yard, and then you have an incomplete pass on second down, that makes things way too easy for the opposing defense. And that's just not a way to put up points, which as we saw, the giants only scored 13, which frankly should not have been enough to win this game. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that I, I just want to circle back to, you talked about the offensive line. I, I would like to also give them some props for their performance. And you mentioned that they weren't perfect, but I would say considering the matchup and the matchup that we talked about leading into this going against a, extremely disruptive group, a very talented group um, that was wreaking havoc and was the reason why that they were winning football games was because of that, that, that front seven, that front defensive line that they have their pass rush. And they were effectively able to neutralize them Four quarterback hits and no sacks is a a really good day. I would argue for a not very good giants offensive line going against a, a top tier defensive line group. So props to them for stepping up to the challenge. Yeah, and and I really do think the biggest thing that the Giants did for their pass protection was having Jones run the ball early. Mm. I, I think those couple read option runs did enough, and the scrambles did enough to slow down the Eagles' pass rush that they couldn't just pin their ears back. That and the fact that the Eagles' own offense wasn't putting up any points because, well, we already covered that. Yeah, if the Eagles had been able to get ahead, yeah, even if it was even a small lead, you know, like a seven to three lead at the half or, you know, maybe a 10, seven lead at one point, you know, they, I think this game probably would have turned out differently. And I think we would have seen Jones under a lot more duress than basically being able to play with a lead all game long and having your entire playbook open, having quarterback runs open, having the ability to run on first down, even if you're not picking up any yardage. Yeah, and again, big win for the Giants. Uh, We're going to take some time to 
look at the film and we're going to do our, our typical reaction show um, after looking back at it. I would like to dive in and get some thoughts on, on what Freddie Kitchens differently. So we'll definitely key on that stuff. But folks, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hit that. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.